service just like that started. Science editor Steve Newman reports on what I would say welcome, but you never left. Alrighty then, how are you guys? Splendid. Yeah, it's fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Um, being John Malkovich, very, yeah. uh, very interesting movie. But very um, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, 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 it took you through so many different like genres and topics and stuff it was so it was so fun man it was so fun it's like i was watching four different movies yeah yeah genre bending yeah yeah you know the my favorite i think the favorite my favorite thing about the movie is how it tries to be so serious but it's so funny at the same time (laughs) it's so silly and so like serious at the same time so it's kind of absurd yeah because like like the one the one scene that the one the one thing that made me laugh like really loud in it it was when i don't remember who but someone was talking on the phone to someone else and they'll have like a serious conversation and then they're like okay i'll see you in john malkovich (laughs) 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 just so stupid (laughs) i'll see you in john malkovich like it it just killed me man i didn't see it coming at all like it admits the serious conversation but things like that to like throw you off completely and and like um and uh what was that other quote i wrote it down somewhere hold on uh I see you in John Markovic. I think that was um, yeah. When, when John Markovic was on uh, on top of the piano and he said, "Markovic." Yeah, Markovic, Markovic, Markovic. So strange, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the way it comes next to him is like, "Markovic, Markovic," and he's like, he looks around. And like, Markovic! <laughs> <laughs> and then he just looks at it, there's just notice down. Markovic, isn't it? <laughs> hey, someone told me that being John Malkovich is like a prequel to get out, innit? Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. I read about that. I mean, even um the character, um Maxine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She plays um the mum in Get oh, Out. Oh no way. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mad. Is that what's her name? Is that a Winona Ryder? Or is that was that her name? No, no, Ka- Catherine something. Oh, okay. Yeah, Catherine Kino. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's mad. Ah, uh, there we go. It's like Easter eggs, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. To be honest, look. Um, do you know like John Cusack, right? Yeah. I never knew you could act like that. I never really saw him as an actor actor like that. I always saw him in like rom coms right. and stuff, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like a silly actor, like you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I kind of always saw him as. But when I saw him here as um Craig, I thought, damn. You really yeah. see his like uh spiral into desperation. Yeah, he's like, damn, bro, you can act, my G, like, yeah, good actor. Um, it's good. Yeah, I was gonna say my. Uh, whole concept of the film was very much based around control. Um, yeah. Especially if you look into Kaufman, who, uh, Charlie Kaufman, when he wrote it. Um, yeah. Especially in his books and biographies and uh, in his interviews as well, uh, he speaks a lot on his own idea of control and how he doesn't have it and he feels like he doesn't have it, even as a writer. 
Yeah. And that really portrays in uh, all of the actors as well. Um, yeah. You know, that there's this, ang- this anxiety as well that you're not enough and it portrays yeah. to er- yeah. each character and how they react to it. Um, yeah. I found that really, really interesting. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're all like sort of fighting for control over mm, themselves as well as yeah. their but, surroundings. Yeah, but know? the thing is, though, is like everyone found happiness, you know, with that. They they found happiness and self-assurance within themselves. But the only person that didn't was Craig, was the main mm-hmm. character. And I think that person, Craig, represented Charlie Kaufman the most or gave you more of an insight of his mind. Yeah, definitely. Because in the first... Mm-hmm. The, because in the first like scene, he says, "Uh, I've already had to write it down." He said, "Yeah, he said a quote, in it. I suffer, innit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it um when he spoke to the ape? Yeah, yeah, he was speaking to the ape, and he's like, "I think I feel I suffer." Yeah, he was speaking to the ape. Yeah, he was kind of um like just a uh, just a like the difference mm-hmm. between him and the ape, like how yeah. the ape just kind of lives yeah. in the house, rent free, yeah. doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. You know, it's kind of there, vibesing whatever. Yeah, and then which is, ironic, which is <laughs> hold on, which is really ironic because the the, the monkeys in, the the chip is in, a captive itself, you know. Yeah, yeah. you even have a flashback of the chip yeah. getting captured. Yeah, which is I wondered why he why like he added that, but it just it, it added a layer to the fact that the fact that Craig has the audacity to say that he feels trapped to some yeah. to something that is truly trapped. You know, yeah. there's a layer to it. You know, there's. Like the prison, the prisoner is the prisoner of the prison guard, but the prison guard is mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. prisoner of another prison guard, and so on and so on. You know, yeah. all to something, <laughs> you know? so a hierarchy, yeah, to the, yeah, yeah. yeah, to the the man in the, the top, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the idea, like um, how everyone they all wanted something, but they couldn't get it. Yeah, you know, like how um Lottie she wanted like um. Trying to have kids with Craig, yeah, right. Yeah. But like Craig just didn't want to give her that. That's true. You know, and he wasn't yeah. like really happy with it with her in a relationship or anything like that. You know, he was just kind of there, like just kind of yeah. playing along. And like Craig wanted um Maxine, right? Yeah. And but he couldn't have that. Like no one want, no one could have what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. yeah. And like, but then they also found, I think that goes back to the sense of control. Like when you look at celebrities, because or John Malkovich, it was kind of like he had everything, you know. And when you yeah. look at celebrities, it looks like they have everything and that they're happy as well. So the I found the idea of going in John Malkovich's mind was so they can get everything that they want. Yeah, it was like a whole it. experience, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a, a roller coaster, like, like a theme park ride, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Being John Malkovich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone is queuing up. Like, yo, what yeah. are you here for? Well, we're going uh, into into theme park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in Malkovich. Yeah. That's too funny. See, yeah. That's such good writing. So he, he ended, ended that portal sealed. I see you in court. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll see you in court. That's great, man. It's, it's actually funny. Yeah, that photo is mine. <laughs> it must be sealed forever. I think it is really impactful that, like, they uh, they only get to be in Malkovich for 15 minutes, you know, and yeah. that's like, so valuable to them, you know. Like, yeah. 
and then Craig would pick me up on the other side. Yeah, like, would you, like, being a celebrity for 15 minutes, you know? Um, Yeah. I I guess it parallels with, like, social media and that, like, we only really see glimpses of the person, you know, we only see them on the the internet, you know, like, the celebrities, Mm -hmm. we only see them at their best. Yeah, we don't get to see their day-to-day life like that, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We want to see the highlights that they want to show us. Mm. Yeah. Everything, you know? Yeah. Would you guys be interested, though, being in John Macbeth? No. No. That sounds like a horrifying experience. So you wouldn't want to be Joe Markovich for 15 minutes? Here's the reason why I wouldn't would be John Markovich for 15 minutes. Because if I know that that kind of, uh, if it's if I know it's possible, that means, who's to say it's not possible that someone's being Isaac for 15 minutes somewhere yeah. out there, you know? And I don't want that. So I wouldn't want to uh, add to that kind of industry, you know what I mean? Okay, let's say, let's say um, you could be anyone for 15 minutes, right? You can make your own movie, being whoever. Who would you want to put? Oh, 50 mm. minutes is just not enough time to fully enjoy something. <laughs> oh. I'd be I'd be Boris Johnson and then jump out a window. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you think Phil could show? That's what I'll do. Huh? Then you'd be stuck. No, I'd jump out like 14 minutes, 59 seconds or something. Yeah. I think you've got to be a puppeteer to master that skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be like a puppeteer to be able, because like Lottie, she was only able to just go in and then Mm -hmm. experience um Maxine, Mm -hmm. you know. But she was just like a passenger in John Markovich, Mm. you know. While Craig managed to like make her make him speak and Mm. completely take over his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Yeah, yeah. And then he fucking Mm. took a turn and just you know ended his movie career as a as an actor. And I think um. You know, you see, see the thing about Craig is that, like, uh, you, like on on you know at face value, it, it would seem that his ability to control John Malkovich came from his puppeteering, yeah, like skills. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that at all. I think that's a bit of a red herring by the director. I think his ability to um, control John Malkovich stems from his own personal yeah uh, desperation, to, desperation and ability to mm-hmm. manipulate others. Mm-hmm. Because he did yeah. manipulate like his wife and that, and like he wanted yeah. his desire to control something was so much more than other people that he was able to manifest it into controlling John Markovich. Mm-hmm. You know, like if he had any other job, but he yeah. still had that level of wanting to be in control, mm-hmm. he would still um, uh, be able to do so. Which is, yeah, yeah go on. I was gonna say, yeah, it just adds on to the point that being a celebrity, you do have a lot of control. You know, there was that one scene where uh, his career was about to go down the line, um, and he's on the phone and he's like, "But I, without John Magovich, I'm nothing. I'm just Craig. I've got no money. I've got no yeah. fame. I've got I've no got career. Nothing. I'm yeah. nothing. Whatever. Yeah. But he managed to get all of that just by being John Magovich, being somebody being else, a celebrity. Yeah. 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 And, I think it. I think the concept of just being John Malkovich, just that person, that celebrity, has to come away. Whereas if you just see it as being a celebrity, you'll see it in that sense of where I. That's how I'm sort of seeing it. Like uh, the difference from working yeah. class and. You oh know, yeah, and, and like yeah, yeah, and another thing that like, he's he's also like very talented as a puppeteer, yeah. but yeah. he's not gonna get noticed because he doesn't have like he's he's nobody. That no one knows think, who he is, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think even if he's more, actually quite very talented. Yeah, I think it was because more of his insecurities and anxieties that pulled him down. You know, you see all the other characters, they're so self-assured with themselves. 
you know, yeah. they, especially they're... Maxine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think as well, Maxine represents beauty as well. She was able to be okay where she was and as well as get where she wants to go with John Malkovich by being herself. And I think beauty played that part as well. Yeah. You know. She didn't even want him, man. She treated no. him like trash. Oh, like, she did. Did. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine. Yeah. Like you. <laughs> I really didn't like any of them, to be honest. No. I think <laughs> they're pretty repulsive characters. Yeah. None of them are good people. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it, you know, it made me so, um, especially in the first like segment of the movie, watching, for example, Maxine sort of lead on Craig, as well yeah. as Craig uh, being unfaithful or trying to be unfaithful. Yeah. That like first quarter, it really put me off on both of the characters. I was like, okay, is this the dynamic that yeah. we're gonna have for the whole movie? This is this is very unhealthy. This is not, mm-hmm. these are not nice people, you know, but nice, nice people doesn't mean bad character. They're all really ri- yeah. well. Oh, no, they they fit like whatever they're supposed to portray. Like they exactly, really did exactly. that well. Yeah. And it's fun yeah. to watch bad characters as well, because if it was just, you know, someone like Craig trying to be John Malkovich to, because he loves his wife and, and he wants to make a good living for his wife while Maxine yeah. is trying to, nah, that's just too, uh, Maxine only obvious, you know? like joined forces because she, she saw the potential to make money, you know. Yeah, the, the team back right. They're very real characters. And yeah, it's real. Yeah. It's very yeah. real people, like you know, yeah. not very real people tendencies. It's not like movie mm. stuff where it's like, oh, they're gonna try to bring John Markovich and try to solve it and like seal yeah, the puzzle, yeah, 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 yeah. save the world, type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is like real. This is this yeah. real shit that people would actually do in real life, you know. And you know what makes it even funny is that the whole premise and the laws of John Malkovich is so flawed. You walk into a, you walk. It's not flawed. It's absurd. You walk into a into a little hatch, yeah. and then you be in for fifteen minutes, and you fall out. Randomly, I have no way. Such yeah. a stupid rule. Like it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Also, completely arbitrary. But like they make it work, you know. I mean, even know. even the workplace, you know, like what the fuck is yeah, yeah, seven yeah. and a half? So much to say about work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Is, is he go, Paulie? Go first. Go first. So, uh, I'm talking about the ceilings. How low the ceilings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and on. How everyone's hunched over, and if you watch like Maxine Ferrari, she she makes do with it. You see how she's not hunched. You rarely see her hunched over, and I think there's only one part where you see her hunched over when she's coming in and when she's okay. leaving. But yeah. when she's in the coffee room, she's slanted, she's leaning, she's still standing tall. You know what I mean? And, and then also, mm-hmm. and then also, just to just to add one quick mm. thing. Also, when she's in the lift, I remember that clearly. Yeah. They the lift is of, of normal height, so yeah. it gives yeah. Her yeah. If you get in the lift, you can stand up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which was mm-hmm. very good that the uh, you know the filmmakers added that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is true that she's always standing. But yeah, continue. Mm-hmm. And um, like if you notice with with Craig, he's always hunched over. I just noticed. Oh yeah, like, definitely. He's yeah, yeah. Over. he's like hunched over forward, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm that laid back, just kind of you know. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's, back. it shows as well, like your body language in that sense. It shows they they're guarded off. There's insecurity there. They, mm-hmm. you know, they're not so sure of themselves. They they don't have that hundred percent confident in themselves. And so seeing how. Maxine may do in that situation but appear so confident in such a small space as well with her body language I thought that said a lot and they really 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 portrayed that well and I think also it portrays uh the working class where they work so much that their backs hurt 
That's yeah, what I yeah. Got yeah. Of it as well, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I like Dr. Lester, you know. Hmm? Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, when you first meet him, and, and uh, you know, he's trying to talk to Craig, and Craig's like, Oh, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, my speech impediment. Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> Before we before we go on to like the characters again, uh, I just want to quickly say one more thing about the the, the oh, ceiling yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, what I noticed about the ceiling is that it 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 makes me feel like they're in like a dollhouse, you know, and they're all oh yeah, so yeah, moving around like and, a puppeteer. Wow. It's like it's a puppet show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it really gives God. me like a dollhouse kind of vibe to it, you know. Yeah. Um, all of all of like the equipment and stuff are all. Like weird, yeah. r- really disproportionate for the sizes of the room. Yeah, it's all like normal size and everything, but the room is yeah. all like small ceiling, you know. Yeah, like yeah. people are like normal size as well. Yeah. yeah, and like in filmmaking and like storytelling generally, the rule is don't don't add something unless it has a meaning. So yeah. like at first, I thought okay, the roof, the short roof was like a gag, you know, just a comedic gag. Yeah, because they were all leaning over. Oh, it's a big, it's a small room, you know. But then the fact that most of the movie is set in there as yeah. they keep going back as okay this is definitely a motif you know this mm-hmm. is definitely a, a recurring theme this this small roof this is mm-hmm. trying to make them feel smaller trying to reflect wow. the characters you know yeah so yeah yeah that's why wow. that's why i gathered from the ceiling yeah. yeah even like the first person that came for the ride you know he sounded very like you know not happy with his life at all oh yeah yeah, yeah. he was willing to pay what 800 to, to be in Jamal. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, and they ask him, who, who do you want to be? You know, like, he said, Markovic. And he's like, well, yeah, that's my second choice. I'll sort of for that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have one quick, I have, I have one interesting observation. I, I You just reminded me of yeah. that. Yeah. Did, um, did, uh, oh, my days. What is her name again? What is the, uh, the second female's character's name again? Gives with an M. M. Not the, not the fiance, the other one. Maxine. Maxine. Maxine, yeah, 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 Maxine, yeah. So, uh, did Maxine ever go inside John Markovich no, at all? She never exactly. went inside John Markovich. Exactly, exactly. She was always, you know, outside. Wow. Yeah. It definitely means something. Because everyone else did. She never yeah. did once, you know. She, she didn't even have the desire something. to go. She, she didn't, didn't even believe Craig when he was talking about it. Yeah. 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 When he yeah. said it, she was like, you know what, let's just start a business. Get some people to go in there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think she was insecure about anything. I think yeah. she just she just had a desire to control. Yeah. You know? yeah. She knew when she gets on the other side, they'll see her as some sort of like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? She's so, like, yo, she was just there collecting my money and now she's here, like, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think they're like a triangle, you know, Lottie, Maxine, and Craig. Like, Maxine yeah. is like, she wants to control everything and yeah. she's like stable. Craig yeah. is like, he wants to control everything but he's in, he's unstable and Lottie's like she wants to control herself but she's unstable yeah. so it's sort of like a triangle of um, instability and a desire to control yeah cuz like she couldn't get enough the first time she done it she like she's yeah. addicted you know yeah yeah I want to yeah. do it now <laughs> yeah, again like you know just wow. yeah and then Maxine realized that and then she was always there to intercept mm. you know they always be there with her you know and they fell in love which is very odd <laughs> <laughs> what's funny as well is that like how it reflects the 90s like how first they say 
they said transsexual, which was interesting. Yeah. yeah. They were saying that these days. And they said fag quite a lot as well. I'll yeah, probably bleep these out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were using very using very nineties kind of words, you know, that you yeah. wouldn't be able to get you would not be able to You can't to get away with these now. No. I don't think you could even say transsexual now. No, you can't. It's it's illegal. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Well, in the internet, it's illegal. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. On Twitter. On Twitter, it's illegal. Yeah. You know what I'm um, yeah. I've got another observation and a question yeah, for you on. guys. Is religion is not my forte. But when the seven and a half floor, that was, I found that interesting because uh, when he asked about it, and I rewind this part on the film um, when he was watching that intro film, and um, he said something about it's God's plan or it's God's earth or something. And he mentioned the seventh and a half floor. So, because obviously, isn't there seven? Is it not? It's not seven commandments, but it's seven. No. What is it? Well, sorry. There are seven layers of. There's seven yeah. like levels of hell. That's it. Like seven is in in Christianity. Seven. The number seven represents a uh, completion. So okay. perhaps yeah, like the seven. seven. Half, I was yeah. Get, yeah, I was getting some sort of. Uh, was it a sort like a. I don't know. I was getting some sort of message, as in, like, is is the seven and a half like a message um, to say that you're above God or you're you're above hell, or is it an in between part? Cause it's the half, and so that's why I wanted to see what your perception, if you can relate that to religion at all. Perhaps, perhaps like to make it just a little bit more mundane, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps if you say if seven, because seven represents uh, completion, no, it represents perfection. Okay. in uh in christianity right okay. so if if john malkovich is seven because he is perfect he's the perfect he's an actor he's famous he's successful yeah, everybody he's wants com- to be yeah. here everybody envies him half, yeah that half could be the person that's inside his mind you know that's there as well that's oh. trying to be there so the seven and a half could represent john malkovich and the person in his head perhaps yeah, yeah. But, i mean because the, the, the seventh, seventh commandment is like honor your marriage and stuff you know oh yeah for yeah, real and then the eighth one is like um thou shall not steal ah yeah so it's like maybe you know stealing john markovich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something i don't know it could be that or like yeah. how craig is being um cheating on his wife you know yeah or planning or plotting on cheating on his wife Ooh. but he's failing miserable <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah. so pathetic to watch. Yeah, it was like really out here. Like, uh, you know, Maxi, I love you, Maxine. Like, no, I've never felt man. anything. I've never felt like this about anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's something about you, Maxine. I don't know. And then right away, he just went at home and made a puppet of her. Oh, it was creepy. Creepy, man. It was just like, when, it was like, what do you do for work? I'm a puppeteer. Check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, but you can play with your dolls there. You made a doll of Maxine. Play with it. <laughs> God, man. No, that guy is crazy, man. <laughs> but even Maxine became, um, not. I wouldn't say fascinated with the doll, but towards the end, she was tucking in the doll of Lottie, wasn't she? So. Ah, yeah, yeah. 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 So do you think uh, she sort of picked up the similarities between Craig and, like you said, with the control? 
I think, well, because she's a control freak anyway. So I think the the uh, like it it could be like a, a a subconscious kind of movement to move a humanoid figure and put it somewhere else in her mind. You know, sort of like yeah. how you'd like play with a pen or something. The controlling of another fit of humanoid and putting it in bed could be just like a subconscious way of enacting power over something. Mm-hmm. That's what that's how I saw it. You know. Yeah, and at the end, like Craig ended up being a prisoner. You know. Yeah, yeah. What did you think he, of he that? Looks... I found that really. Me and my housemate, when we just looked at each other, we was like, "Oh, that's a bit, it's a bit odd, that's isn't it, to yeah. be stuck so in a child, up, to be stuck in a child." Up, yeah. I mean, I think Doctor Lester explained it, don't I? So, like, do you, yeah. maybe that it is to make the audience maybe a, a, a uncomfortable as well. Would you say? Yeah. Mm, you know, I think Doctor Lester explained the whole process, isn't it? But also yeah, like after like um mm-hmm. you know after a certain time like b- before midnight a certain day, they have a portal mm-hmm. into someone and then they all go into someone and then become one with that person, yeah. and kind of take over right. Mm-hmm. But if someone goes after that time, then they're, they're gonna there. be yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be uh in the next uh what, the next like generation of that person, but they won't be able to control them. They're gonna be sort of just in the mind. Looking the through sunken them, place, isn't it? yeah, they, yeah, the sunken place. That's it. Jeez, man. Yeah, so I think that's why a lot of people um draw power over to um get out. Yeah, is it that whole sunken place thing where you are kind of just a prisoner in someone's mind? You're just mm. watching through their eyes like a screen, you know, forever. Yeah, yeah. and true. yeah, and it's like what um Maxine and uh, Lois Child. Yeah. 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 And Craig was just there. So <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I, from a psychological stand of view, I thought it was more like a, a regression type of thing. Like you know, from the beginning we see insecurity and anxiety, but we never really see where it's stemming from. And so I yeah. thought, oh, for him to be trapped in a child's body, um, you know, and yeah. to be crying out in his mind, but not saying anything out like out loud, sort of thing, and having no control yeah. over that child as well. It, it's kind of like maybe that's where the control was lost in childhood for him. Um, you know, or, or circumstances may have happened where he he was unable to. Uh, yeah. Well, felt out of control or happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he seeked control so much, he actually lost mm. everything at the end of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sort of poetic justice, you know. Yeah, yeah. he didn't get anything at the end yeah. of it. Like. <laughs> Chase too much of it, he get nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I like the scene where um, what's a um, what's that scene? When they were what? trying to get uh Craig to come out Markovic's head. Yeah. And then they kidnapped uh Maxine. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lottie tried to kill Maxine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so. That <laughs> yeah, was like the whole sequence of that, like that, that I, I, I really like how that yeah. was made. That was great. That was incredible. You know, just seeing like going through all the time periods of John Markovich. You know, mm. his yeah, childhood, yeah, 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 his, yeah, yeah, yeah and then and yeah, everything, just everything, how everything, how I affects him and all that. Mm. You know, and then he get to the end of it, and then yeah, I like, oh, I like that. True, that was really man. well done. You never really know, you know, would you these say, celebrities. Yeah, go on. I was about to say, would you say that was all like past memories of John Malkovich, but also representing Craig as well? Yeah, perhaps. Uh, I feel that there, there are loads of parallels between, you know, Craig and John. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they do desire control. Um, mm-hmm. But what's, what's crazy is that John sort of, 
like uh his his desire for control it, it it becomes it becomes an actual plot uh point because he wants to control his own mind yeah. you know and wants Craig wants to, yeah exactly yeah. and while Craig wants to control uh John so, so yeah. yeah that sort of uh that conflict during like the midpoint of the film mm. it like explodes both of their characters and shows what they really uh Mm-hmm. what they really want because john was bullied as a child you know when we saw when he mm-hmm. saw his childhood you yeah know? john michael p hello chanting on a bus john michael p john michael... <laughs> it's jokes man but yeah it's true man control is such a big such a drug to some people man have you ever had authority over other people, do you ever feel kind of a bit like drunk with it sometimes? I suffer with control. I am a perfectionist, so I yeah, really related to the whole film uh, in quite mm. a few ways. But I don't, in the sense of not being able to control your surroundings and having to deal with that as well, it's it's terrifying sometimes. It's like, so terrifying. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the need to control, but also. I don't think in a sense of where I I neglect my self development in that sense though, like how oh, yeah, it's true, it, yeah. there was no no sense of working on himself. It was mm. just his yeah. ultimate surroundings. Uh, Trust me, but it's dangerous. Another, yeah, yeah. Like another thing about control as well. Like um, you know the opening scene. Mm. Yeah. When Craig is doing the puppeteering, right? Mm-hmm. And in the public, the uh, street <laughs> art performance thing. <laughs> Yeah. The street performance thing, right? Yeah. And then uh, that that guy with his child, they just kind of walk by, and then the child is looking at that. Obviously, he's like portraying art, right? It's not mm. supposed to be, you know, interpreted yeah. in a certain way. But the guy obviously just took offense to it and just beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So obviously, he doesn't have control of how people can interpret his art. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. How does control reflect you personally, Craig? Affect me personally? Yeah, like what is your relationship with the, uh, like having control, the lack of control, the desire for control, just in general, you know? Um, I've gotten to a point where I feel like it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as control. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. I was kind of in the middle, you know. Like it's like sometimes it's like you feel like you're out of control. You don't have control of a lot of things, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you feel like you have control of everything. Mm-hmm. You can control your circumstances. You can control what you do. You can control, but at the same time, I feel it's a bit of both with me. Yeah, it's like the free will argument. You yeah, know? I think it's a bit of both. It's like um, like a balance, you know. So sometimes yeah. there's certain things where you have control, and there's certain circumstances where you completely have control. It's not gonna matter what you do. You don't yeah. have anything. You can't change it. You can't control anything. So yeah, that's that's how I feel. Right. I'm kind of in the middle of it. I feel like yeah. yeah. I wouldn't say I struggle with it or not struggle with it. I'm kind of in the middle. Sometimes I struggle with it, sometimes I don't. I really struggle with, like, the whole concept a lot on a personal basis. It's probably one of my biggest, uh, like, conflicts in my head, you know, ever since I was young. In the sense that, like, uh, you guys already know that I I really, really, really feel like we're in, like, a simulation or something. Like, (laughs) you know, I'm so glad that, I didn't have like a traumatic childhood, you know. Loads of people mm-hmm. have like trauma and stuff, but instead of trauma, I had like 
a lot of weird things happen yeah like bizarre things that just don't really make sense and also because like i would say that i've got a lot of empathy so Mm -hmm. i can really uh i can understand somebody really quickly just when i meet them you know Mm -hmm. i'll know what they like i'll know what they wouldn't like what to say around them you know what kind of just by looking at them having like two minutes conversation yeah i can run someone down really quickly you know and because of that like when i meet new people like for example me i joined the drama society in my in my uni this year right so when i go there and i look around and i meet people and i see how they speak to each other and stuff i i've i've met someone exactly like everyone there already you know Mm -hmm. and so you you kind of have a mold in your head already like oh yeah you could fit in there Mm -hmm. this person fits in that this person fits in that and yeah. it does come across as it does come across as arrogant. What I'm saying, but like it's no, I mean, so, it's quite true. It Everyone kind of has true. an archetype that they fit into. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. and it's so explicit, especially when you can read people really yeah. well. You can so once see you pay them. attention to it, you really, yeah. you really like exactly. Yeah, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. In, mm-hmm. in in regards to in regards to control, then it just yeah. just makes me feel like everything is so like simulated or like you know re- everything is yeah, like so kind of purpose in it yeah like my life is recycled <laughs> yeah I mean, it's all by design the way it is like. exactly man and it messes with me so much man and it makes me feel like i don't have control because yeah. like i'm just having these same conversations with these same people again and again like why is this happening and obviously when something's happening in your life that you that you're repeat if something's repeating in your life it means yeah. that you're repeating something you know like yeah. i'm doing yeah, you, you're doing the same stuff. yeah you're doing exactly. the same uh process and the same rituals exactly. to- yeah 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. Kind of like a ritual thing yeah and mm-hmm. like some of them are unhealthy for example like the idea like me judging someone so fast is, is yeah. a unhealthy thing to do but i just sometimes i just can't help it and then mm-hmm. It brings these kind of thoughts back to me, like, "Oh, this is such a joke, man! I've I've spoken to yeah. this person already, you know. I I know what they're gonna say, you know, mm. and like it, it it messes with me personally. So I do have a big problem with control, or feeling yeah. like I don't mm. have any sometimes. Yeah. I think you are full in love, innit? What do you mean? Because like on a surface level, we can pretty much like get people's character, you know, or their yeah. archetype, like yeah. to the T. You can pretty much get it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. you. You probably like this type of music. You probably believe in this type of ideologies. You probably subscribe to this. You probably live this certain life. You could like pick this type certain things, right? Yeah. I feel like when you fall in love with someone, it's like now you care about them as a person. What makes them individual? Oh yeah, definitely. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So when you fall in love, it's like you want to know more about what makes them individual because clearly it's something, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. I think yeah, I think that's usually the <laughs> distinction between. Everybody also, else. W- hold up, hold up, William. Let me just say one more thing. Also, that like I have gotten wrong about people before. I've gotten wrong like two handfuls of times, right? That I've yeah. gotten somebody's character completely wrong. But every single one of those people, I I can see, I can count them all in my in my head. Every single one of them are like probably the most intelligent people I've ever met. You know. So the the only times I've ever gone wrong is like 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 honestly you guys as well like sometimes you say things or you 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 behave in certain ways that I wouldn't have yeah. expected you to do at all you know say so, oh the pattern isn't it like, <laughs> you don't follow it yeah you don't yeah follow it's ordinary so you know what for exactly yeah. and that's because you just have a you know high level of intelligence than uh, most other people 
So, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I just wanted to add that. Sorry, Paulina, yeah, keep going. No, I was just gonna say when you said about the judging and stuff, that's just the normal thing. We that's an instinctual thing yeah. that we do uh, for ourselves and to I think it's human nature, isn't it? Yeah, and mm. as well, like, survival trait. Yeah, yeah, and I think as well, it's just to see who's being shallow, who's being who can you can connect to on a deeper level. It is you learn lots of skills when socializing yeah. and. Um, you know, I think as well, even being a, an attractive person, you learn that from a very, I wouldn't say a young age, but you tend to learn that who is being sincere, who's not being sincere. Oh, I know. Yeah, That's exactly you, you what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's, it's so true. And, like, you can just, mm-hmm. you judge people in that sense. And you're not judging them as in, like, this person's going to be a bitch. No. You're judging no, in the no. sense of to get a character of what this person's like and whether you want to continue yeah. the conversation with them. You know, they also you, say um, saves can... a lot of time, you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you... it's like you've met this type of person already yeah. and you know it didn't lead to anywhere. Yeah. It just wasted time. So yeah. now you know better. Yeah. When you hear people say certain things, yep. Yeah. And some We're people... not going to be on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people are not in that. I do believe some people are not in that uh, process of. Um, developing themselves so they become very predictable in that sense oh oh my so, days you yeah so when, yeah so when you say in that i was like okay i've met people where you know oh okay you fit in that category but that i think that is just where the, the development or there's no changes in their life or they, yeah. they live in a comfortable setting and yeah, you know, yeah it's yeah. it's very much yeah. like routine so you're a default based. setting yeah right? yeah yeah like, <laughs> you see it you do yeah. yeah um and i i believe that's conformity i really do i really do that's, yeah. that's just I people think, do it scared and yeah they, they, they conform out of fear. yeah i like yeah. i like surprising people so when you said that i love that like i want to be that person where i I don't but you do know. though so that's no, what that's yeah. thing you do like yeah. you do so well you're very unpredictable in a good way like yeah you but... would you would mm-hmm. nobody would know the next thing to come out of your mouth you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. yeah I think that's just amazing as well to I think just keeping people on their toes uh, human yeah exactly is and like very important yeah in back to like the the topic of control it's a bit sinister but like I see it as a way of control or a way of, of leverage because <laughs> I'd rather be able to predict someone's move than then predict my move. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a defensive mechanism. It is. Um, it's either you or them, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. yeah, if you could have uh, sort of an upper hand, yeah. yeah. You do everything to get yeah. And it's that. kept me it's honestly it's kept me very, very safe yeah. from very loads of people because I can sense their bad energy from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. already tell. All right, this person's down with this. This person's down with that. You know. Yeah. And then I just move out of the way for them. Let them yeah. do their thing. Or yeah. like, you know, if I'm like talking to a girl, for example, mm. and then oh yeah, uh, I don't know. She puts like she, she says she likes this music. Okay, I know exactly all the <laughs> music that she would like. Mm-hmm. Other than that, now exactly mm-hmm. like that. You know. Yeah. So, like it's just a means of predicting people. You know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nowadays it's even worse because like you got um AI, which yeah. literally. Collect state on people and gets people exactly correct to the T. Yeah, you know? that your Spotify algorithm knows exactly what you're gonna like. Exactly, you know. So they recommend you a playlist of songs that you're gonna like, and you listen to all of them, ten songs deep, and you like every single one of them. Exactly, literally. Yeah. So the it's whole a bit... world, the whole world, it just boils down to 
I think the greatest power you could ever have as a human being is the power to control another human being, you know? Yeah. That's what every single person wants, every single organization wants. Everyone wants to control everyone else. Everyone wants to be in Malkovich's head and control him like a puppet, you know? Like, we all strive for that, really. That's why we want to know... That's why we want to know what people are, you know, are about to do before we, before they know what we're about to do. Yeah, you, wanna, just, you uh, want them to show you their cards. Their first cards, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't say I want to control people. I would more want to control myself than than people. To be fair, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm not in. I'm. I don't want to control people. I guess the base. Okay, but okay. Also, I'll rephrase it. But, wait, yeah, go on. I was gonna say. I guess it is well for. So I can see where you're coming from. It's easier if you can control people because then it's predictable. You know what the world's gonna be like. And in life, it's just the complete opposite. It's unpredictable. It's unexpected. It's unknown. Yeah. We don't know yeah. any of that. So sometimes having a control over a person, an object, a, a dog, a chicken, whatever. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it gives you some sort of stability that you know you've got some something that's stable that's predictable and that yeah. is some yeah. anxiety for some people oh but, yeah definitely yeah. yeah 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 it's true maybe not like control but i'd say like the base is knowing someone's move before advantage. they do it yeah having an advantage yeah and the yeah. control is if you influence their move and you know but you don't always have to influence that's their moves true. sometimes yeah. as, as long as you know what they're going to do before yeah. they know what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's you always really have an advantage on their yeah. next move, then, yeah, you always yeah. Become... It's yeah. sort of like, yeah. going back to John Malkovich, it's sort of like being in John Malkovich's head and watching him as opposed to controlling him, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, despite how much Lottie loved... Lottie didn't like being John Malkovich. She liked being a man, you know? Yeah, yeah. she being, just... being the John Malkovich, like being the yeah. celebrity... Yeah, male yeah. with all the privileges that come with all of that. Yeah, but which like, you didn't Craig, have. Yeah, but Craig yeah. specifically started to control John Malkovich, you know, but no one else did that because you could see where they like Paul, like like Lottie would be more like Pauline as though she'd be in John Malkovich and watch and analyze and enjoy it, you know. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. Craig would be like me, where you'd want to force him to do something that his body doesn't <laughs> want to do. You know, wait, which like, which Craig are we talking about here? <laughs> Too many Craigs already, man. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's pretty much yeah. it. Do you know what my favorite quote was, though? Yeah, go on. Do you know when um when Maxine said, "You're not someone I could get interested in. You play with dolls." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is good, yeah. I that was really rude. Yeah, that's great, man. <laughs> and just Doc Lanesto being this weird, you know. Like, yeah, he's a great character. Yeah, he's a weird guy, you know. So, where's my, my speech impediment? Doesn't affect you. Well, I'm really get you like... far, my boy. <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's very interesting, right? <laughs> so Juarez, Mr. Juarez, like that, that, yeah, that's a woman in it on the reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What Mr. was that? Juarez? I didn't like, even understand that. Man. My, that my so name strange. is Shul. No, she can't hear what he's saying, right? So 
But Dr. Lesser thinks she hears properly. Yeah, he, he doesn't does. hear what he's saying, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then so he starts to believe that he has speech impediment. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I can understand you clearly, Mr. Les- Dr. Lester, or whatever. And then he's like, nah, Flurry, you're getting too far, far, far ahead. Far. <laughs> it's such an interesting dynamic, you know, and like, going back to like control again, like mm. the, the receptionist and, you know, Lester, the, the, they they don't really desire any control, you know? Nope. They, they, they live in their worlds and their worlds are right for them. Like Lester thinks he can't really hear and the receptionist thinks you can, you know, and they, they live their lives like that and they're not really trying to exert their, their power over everyone. So I think nope. those characters are very refreshing from the... Uh, the I mean, Dr. Lester's a bit different, man. He's literally been around for over 100 years. Yeah. Just going through people, you know, just yeah. living portal to portal, portal to portal, you know, just ex- much, man. Yeah, extending his lifespan. He's sort of like uh, transcended or... Yeah, he's just preserving his consciousness at this point. Yeah. By using other people as uh, vessels for it. So, what would you rate this movie out of 10, then? Um, well, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm. You know, genre-bending. My favourite kind of <laughs> film. Not typically, like, um, what I usually go for in movies. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have the aesthetics or any, like... Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. that as well, yeah. It, it doesn't have any aesthetics like that. <laughs> but I like... Um, I enjoyed the puppeteering a lot. Okay? Yeah. That was yeah. like, I thought that was beautiful, you know, to see like, because puppeteering, I thought I was really silly. <laughs> I never saw it done this well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I never done it. I never seen it done this well. But when I, the, the first scene where you could see like another performance, like, I'm like, wow, this is really beautiful. This is great stuff. So yeah, I really got into, you know, just the whole thing. And the play on philosophy, how everything at the end of the day is all just absurd, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even it's if it's true. serious and all of this, it's all just absurd because you know, yeah. Charlie Sheen is like, yo. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Charlie Sheen cameo was pretty funny to be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I thought that was quite cool. I put so, it really like a, a nine. Oh okay. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite films. Like, oh wow. Yeah. And I what watched it quite it? recently, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would you give it, Pauline? For when it was made and stuff, um, and for it being an indie, I'll definitely rate it an eight. Uh, it really portrays um, consequences, you know, to to your actions, but it didn't show the yeah. consequences that can be predicted, you know. Um, I oh, really okay. enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like you know, it became mm. an idea of uh, Craig falling in love with someone, and then, you know wanting to control John Malkovich yeah. you know it, yeah. and it was his career as well so there was almost those two ideas of uh, two stories and then mashed into one so yeah yeah not, not have a lot of consequence in that and I, I do like a storyline which you can't predict so yeah really really 10 out of 10 um might watch more of um Charlie Kaufman's uh, other movies as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah check out Anomalisa I think you'll like that yeah I've heard stuff adaptation yeah. uh, I've been recommended the yeah. I've watched quite, quite a lot of his film actually ever yeah. since I watched this I was like oh like Kat, I know he's worked a lot with uh, Spike Jones. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah Spike Jones directed this so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of came through Cause, cause you know the movie her. 
I have yeah, I've seen heard it. Yeah. 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 I, I watched her and then I thought, um, I thought yeah, it was a really great film. I enjoyed it a lot. So I had to check how we directed it and then yeah. I came across this. So. <laughs> yeah. There was some... uh, that was that. Okay. What about you, yeah. Isaac? What do you think of it? Well, I yeah, I did really like it as well. I love the uh, absurdity of it um, mm. because, yeah, it, as you said, it was very unpredictable and I didn't know where the movie was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very hard to predict and, like, from a story, like, from a storytelling perspective, you know, mm-hmm. I, I see, like, an arc of where characters go and where the story would end, but, mm-hmm. you know, with this movie, it was going left and right so fast that yeah. uh, I was unable to keep up with it, you know, and I, yeah. I did enjoy... The movie itself you know and it was really funny um but like as in a storytelling perspective there wasn't really a story arc at all you know it was just characters doing things you know right. they would yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much. so I'd, just yeah, Markovich, Markovich. <laughs> Markovich. i'd have to um i'd have to, I'd have to give it a seven in it yeah because yeah. just just because like i i i love uh a good um a good storyline, you know, yeah. even, uh, even though it's a comedy movie and I know comedy movies aren't supposed to follow that same trajectory because it's, yeah. it's, it's designed to make you laugh. Yeah. But yeah, it, personally, uh, that's what I'd give it. Yeah. But yeah. it was really I think I'll give it a nine because for that reason, that the fact that it did, it's not like a, you know, yeah, no story yeah. It. it's just yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's you. no story, just like, yeah. And it's like, uh, it leaves you questioning at the end of yeah. it. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Where after you, yeah, where yeah. I spend a couple of days just thinking about. Yeah, there was about, about to go on to that. Um, there was uh, I read somewhere where you can relate it to Rorschach. I think it's how you pronounce Rorschach, it. Yeah. Rorschach, yeah, yeah, yeah. To that, the test, uh, yeah. that, yeah, that sort of test. So mm. I found that interesting. How it was really, really you can interpret yeah. it in all different ways and create up with your own interpretation. Mm. Yeah, like I like, like, really like, enjoy the films that you have to like think about it and all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go on. But like you were speaking about vibes, right? And as a perfect transition to uh, my yeah. suggestion for next week, uh, next the movie next week. Um, this movie is the yeah. literal definition of vibes, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, Craig. I've told you you were gonna. I told you to watch it. You said you're gonna watch it, but I'm saying it right now. Now you have to watch it, and you, Pauline, if you haven't seen it. Ferris okay. Bueller's Day Off. No, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We have to do that one next. Oh, I'll watch Ferris Bueller's Oh, Day yes! Off. Okay, okay. <laughs> I okay. love that film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch that film. Oh, okay, my God. I'm going to rewatch it again. Yeah, I'm going to have to rewatch it again as well, yeah. man. Yeah. That movie is vibes, man. No yes. storyline, nothing in it yet, but nope. I don't know, man. I'll save it for next week, innit? It oh, is God, such a journey. Yes. I love that movie, man. It's so good. Yes. Yeah, that's our next film. Tune in next week for Ferris uh, Bueller's Day Off. Off, Yeah. Let's Mm -hmm. get it. All right. I'll see you guys next week. It's it's like we're going to be doing just all the films with uh, Charlie Sheen cameos, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, where are we going to be next week? Because I'm thinking we just meet in Joe Markovich, innit? But I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'll see you at 4.11. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we've got me at um, the seven and a half floor. Yeah. <laughs> Markovich, Markovich. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see you guys later, yeah. Alright, later, man. Yeah.
goodbyes are an infinity. So, until next time.